Hey, this is uh, Scott Needham, the smartest Amazon seller in the room, where I get to feel like the smartest person in the room when I'm just the only person in that room. Well, I've got a very, uh, to me, a very impactful story and a, a podcast for you today. I'm going to tell a little bit of background and uh, this about our, what happened to our Amazon seller account a few years ago that really changed uh, my life, my, um, the the way that I look at our business and the overall the satisfaction that uh, I get out of my work that I that I do every day. Uh, before I go into that, I just want to explain again, you know, like the goal of this podcast is uh, so that you can enact some changes to your workday today uh, or tomorrow that like really help your business. So yeah, the goal of this podcast in general is to help you a Amazon seller or just a on any marketplace to enact some ideas and change your business to be better tomorrow or today or to motivate you to consider something that you haven't done before. Well, um, one, you don't have to communicate with uh, Amazon sellers for very long before you find out one of the things that scares them the most. If someone's been selling on the uh, channel for a long time, they know that they are not in control, that Amazon is in charge of the show and whatever they say goes. And it is not easy to accept. We all have this idea of like, well, one day we're going to be such a big and important seller that Amazon, they're going to bring me in their inner circle and their fold and like where where all the top tier sellers get special treatment and they and they don't they don't shut me down for, you know, one small shipment violation or one small uh, you know, review manipulation or some any any issue. You always feel like you want that, that when you become bigger, that those issues will uh, not bother you as much. But that actually couldn't be further from the truth. The bigger you get, the bigger the target you are, you have more products, you have just bigger, bigger exposure to um, any compliance violation that Amazon can, you know, decide is a priority for them. And they do change priorities. I, you know, within two or three years, you can see them hit from one to another, to another, to another. And it it feels like they're like the flavor of the month as to what, um, you know, what they might uh, stop your selling privileges for. And, and they cycle around. So, but the, the, if there's one thing at the end of this show that you realize is just like, it's just not worth to ride the line. I hear people talk all the time like, hey, well, can I send this message to a customer? Can I do this? Can I do this? And maybe some of the, maybe you can tell some sellers, I'm sorry, some customers certain things to, uh, you know, potentially uh, remarket them, but it's just not worth it. And, and I'll go into why. And that we structure our business to, uh, to be as far away from risk as possible because the, the bigger you are, the more employees that you, you happen to get or the, the more volume, the more inventory you have, the more money involved, the, the less you want to risk that situation. I mean, especially if you have uh, loans or any situation where like even being down 24 hours, I know sometimes where we've had our cash situation where if we were down for 24 hours 
it would create some serious discomfort and um, some awkward conversations with a banker or with our own personal finances. At the end of the day, like just do not risk some things. So I was going to start the story about, um, I had something happened to me about three or four years ago um, that, you know, it affected, it affects me to this day. I was doing a, um, a running event and that was involving with other people. It was kind of a relay. And about two thirds the way through, um, my friend got a phone call and we were, I was, I was talking to some other friends while he was talking on the phone. You know, we were laughing, but anytime someone gets a phone call, I kind of like just instinctually listen to a little bit of what they're saying just to know the nature of the phone call. And it might be um, something unique to me or not, but like I, can t- I could tell from like the first or second sentence in, I was like, this is not your average phone call. And while my friends were in the back joking and I was, you know, still listening to them a little bit, but like I just knew that... Uh, my day was going to change based off of what my friend was listening to. And um, what happened is that he got a phone call that his brother was just killed in a car accident. And, and he was actually driving. Unfortunately, we, we were able to pull over real quick. And, you know, watching someone go through that, and, and I, I knew his brother as well. I'd been on one trip with him. And uh, just to, to be there to experience that really, uh, you know, of all the things, you know, it changes your perspective on life that like a, you're a phone call away from something dramatically changing. And I hate to make that comparison to this, but it really is the same thing to me. You're one email away, you're one little notice away from everything you've built for years to go away. Amazon can change the game on you at any moment. And you may not even know what your risk is, like where, where it can come from. But we had an experience two years ago that makes me treat logging into Amazon every single morning the same way that it feels when I hear someone receive a phone call and that it might be serious or not. You know, I wish sometimes I could push this away, you know, this anxiety, albeit sometimes very small, sometimes it's a little bit larger. Um... I wish I could push it away, but it's it's just a, it's just a part of uh, of doing business on Amazon, and so at any chance you have to to avoid the risk is better. So I was so about two and a half years ago, actually almost three years ago, July fourth, I was on a trip on a vacation to Alaska, and I was with two of my best friends. And we were really enjoying uh, the whole thing. We got to see fireworks in Juneau, which was actually really cool. There's, a, there's some water and uh, the city's kind of on both sides. It, it, it was a lot of fun. But um, one morning I woke up to some unusual emails. I get these emails that tell me like my reports are down. So my software is usually able to find that we got shut down before you know, a performance notification that says, you know, what we're shut down for and how we can fight it. Um, so I got that in the morning and I, you know, I'm, I'm, and to me that kind of triggers the same trauma, uh, that, you know, a life ending event can also trigger. And like, I, I don't, make that uh, connection lightly. But, you know, when you build something for uh, six plus years and, you know, your livelihood and 
150 employees are also depending on, you know, a stable consistency. You know, it is pretty serious. And so... It, and it seems like these situations always happen when I'm traveling. I've had, I've had, you know, once in Mexico where we uh, had our shipping shut down for a few days and I had to like find, you know, the solution to, to get us back up. And it can really throw a wrench in, in your trip in both enjoying it and the actual time that it's going to require you, the focus uh, in, in, a, in a random location. So I ended up, you know, waking up really early every single morning in Alaska to, you know, talk with uh, the other run, uh, other people that um, I, we run the account with. And these are like really stressful conversations. And, you know, where like, we are always trying to word things in <laughs> like, you're always trying to find out like the, the correct, precise words, say you're, you're, you're creating a plan of action together, a plan of action is usually what Amazon asks for uh, to get reinstated, they want you to demonstrate why you're going to fix this problem now and in the future forever, they just don't want that this to ever be an issue again. And so you you write, you know, maybe a page plan of action, and you know, you stress over every line, that could make or break their decision. So you're really trying to tap into what do they want and what can you identify as like something that can help remedy the situation. And like the stress levels are through the roof and everyone is 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 communicating, um, you know, being very careful with the words, but also being very like uh, fast paced in because you want to get your plan of action done as fast as possible, but you want it to be as good as possible. You know, we could spend we spend regularly two to three hours, you know, on a one page document with like three or four people chiming in with how to word something a little bit better and you know how to speak on behalf of uh, the problem and some of your solutions. And, you know, we even got a uh, message that said, not only were, were your, your selling privileges suspended, but that your selling privileges like were revoked. It was kind of like an additional level of like, you can no longer sell on Amazon. Like it, like your plan of action was rejected. You're done. Stop trying. Maybe try in 30 days. I don't know. It just like felt so um, uh, final. And I, I, I work with one of, I work with actually two brothers and I know one of them, like he, I, you know, like it, it, it induces tears to, it, when you, when you let that sink in or just uh, some level of trauma that uh, you're not ready to handle in, in just a moment. And so you can operate on a different level of, of uh, maybe even denial is the right word. Well, you know, we, we were throwing everything that we could at this. I was in Alaska and I was actually flying through a, a Seattle on my way back uh, home. And I've been to uh, Amazon's headquarters a few times and I was going to land in Seattle and just contact anyone I knew and just like uh, in a, that worked for Amazon or like our account manager and just meet in person so we can one, show how serious we are to uh, figure out a way out of this. And we also hired a lawyer uh, that is specific to um, Amazon uh, selling suspensions and, you know, wasn't necessarily our, a cheap option, but we were willing to do anything and everything to get our account back up. And, and also time is of the essence, you know, two days of sales is quite a bit of money 
when you're trying to run a, a tight ship and you know make payroll and and all these things. It's not like we 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 had a lot of additional levers that we could have pulled. Um, say this suspension was to go for a week, but like two weeks, then you're starting to like you know you know that uh, you're gonna have to let go of people because you just can't pay anymore and. Then you're starting to, you know, mortgage the house and this and that to to make sure everything's getting paid for because the, uh, you know, finances get real complicated in an Amazon business. And I, I I would dare say that someone that has a good financial background has a unique advantage to Amazon because of all the complexities of money in, money out. And back to. Uh, you know, the situation in Alaska, um, we even had every single one of our employees, if they um, had any, you know, interface with uh, uh, our outside contacts, well, just if they were an office employee, we had them all kind of divide and conquer on the specific problem. We we were shut down for rights owner violations. That is where uh, someone has claimed a copyright or trademark and they, they, they create this uh, claim to Amazon and Amazon tells us like we have to dispute it. And the thing is, is the, the Amazon is completely unclear about what is important to you and what is not. I think some of these um, rights owner complaints, we never even got an email on them. And, you know, some of them would have came through in a, 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 a seller performance notification in one format and then some in another. And we just didn't know which ones still needed to be resolved. But there was there was definitely over 30. And getting one of them resolved is actually a fair amount of work where you have to um, tell them, uh, get the rights owner to email both you and um one of Amazon's uh, sell performance aliases, uh, one of their emails, and tell them to retract it. And to get someone else, get, to get someone to do that is not easy. And even to get in contact with the right person to do it. And so, you know, we just divided and conquered and made every single employee change their do- job description for the day and say like, hey, your job depends on getting someone else to write a specific email to Amazon. And, um, you know, one by one, we... we we, we got through them all and then we wrote a plan of action that was finally accepted. I, we appealed to every Amazon employee that we knew. We did everything that we could. And um, through this whole process, I was rather stoic, I might say, in that the friends that I was with on this trip, I didn't really show them a ton of emotion. One, because I didn't even know what I was going through. And so I just say like, oh, no, this is fine. This is every day normal, even though it wasn't. And I was uh, surely sweating. I, um, but I learned a few things at the end. We, we eventually got back up and we got our selling privileges to continue. <laughs> like it's a, I know it's, it's a fist in the air pump. It's a, it's a, an emotional roller coaster, and, and it, it really is worth it. Uh, I mean, like to, to go through, uh, to celebrate in any way because of of what you've gone through to say your when, to, when your plan of action gets accepted it's probably one of the most uh, emotionally satisfying things I've ever gotten in the business to to know that like what you were saying like resonated with Amazon I learned a few things that uh, from uh, this specific experience that kind of changed my life because I had to ask myself some tough questions you know I've been working at this for five years and I was like is this it? Is this the end of my Amazon career? And 
I didn't know the answer. I knew I was going to keep fighting for a long time, but I, I asked myself, um, you know, a lot of tough questions is like, what's it going to be like if I move on from this? And I felt I came away feeling that like, that my happiness wasn't centered on my career. And while I put a lot of effort and energy and, you know, all the creativity I can, and I love what I do, I know that if this were all to come come crumbling down, I will certainly hate it, but like, that's not going to like affect my happiness of, of, I know I can continue to create value in this world and find something new that I can feel passionate about because I saw the process it took me to become passionate about this, where, you know, the thrill of creating something, of believing in something. And if there's one thing I tell about people um, about, you know, starting a, a business or uh, or growing one is that, you know, if you're if you invest yourself into it and you believe in the idea, it's really this, this uh, motivation cycle that just pushes you further and in a more effective way than almost anything else. It was a really fresh and great perspective that I've been able to use. And my se- the second thing that I learned from this, <laughs> and this is uh, more of like a personal thing, but like I just r- I realized that the, uh, that the girl that I was dating at that time, like I did not have an emotional connection where I was like ready to bring her in on a- an event like this. And I... Um, if you're in a relationship, sometimes it's like you, you, you tell yourself something and you're like, you want to like quiet that voice down. You're like, no, 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 no. Like that's, I don't want to, I don't want to buy into that. But like, it was a truth that I had to tell to myself. I was like, yeah, this is, this is a problem. We, I need to get through this. And, um, and the final thing that I learned is I learned a little bit more about like anxiety, how some of the positive, uh, effects of it and the uh, negative effects, you know, uh, you know, positive is, is, is it could be a motivating, you know, helps you work and be diligent. And the negative is, uh, you know, tossing and turning in the middle of the night. And, uh, and it's just, uh, you know, it's, it can certainly not help, you know, a traumatic situation that you're going through. So I hope this just helps you feel some of my perspective regarding, you know, there's probably five to 10 ways to get an Amazon account suspended or even, uh, you know, eBay. I know that they're very, uh, they have some strict guidelines and, um, but like any business has like some inherent flaws and weaknesses. And then when you put everything on the balance of like, what's it worth? Like, you know, am I willing to risk everything that I've built so far because I want to get a few reviews on this product and I'm going to do it through, you know, I'm going to pay some guy that's reached out to me on, on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. And I've learned this last two, few months that there's a lot of people on Instagram that want to review your products for money and you may get away with it and you may get away with it a lot, but I have seen some really creative ways that Amazon has found violations. Even your competitors, I've seen some very creative ways when they know that a product is uh, in violation. Uh, And there's one area, like review manipulation specifically right now is just like, don't touch it. You get like one warning, which is like a day suspension. And the next one's a 21 day suspension that they will not negotiate with you. That's 21 days. And for our business, that would pretty much change, you know, what we look like. It would really gut us in ways that we don't like. And then after the 21 day suspension, it's just a lifetime. You're done. You're done selling on Amazon. And there are some people that are willing to risk that, but I am not. And I really don't think you should, because if you're going to build something that's worth that's worth something, I wouldn't ride the line. Know the, know the policies and learn from others. And uh, don't even uh, consider yourself a uh, 
a stock market investor that is totally risk averse and you just want the gains. But uh, let me go over a few things that I've, I've learned doing these plan, uh, writing plan of actions. The truth is, is actually last Friday, we received a notice saying like, hey, you got to solve these 340 restricted products that you've, you've had these violations, address it. We want this to go away. If you don't, you will be suspended. And, you know, we had kind of <laughs> had a run around in circles that day to write a, an effective plan of action and figure out what our steps forward were going to be the whole time, you know, trying to like save face amongst employees and like, eh, everything's fine. Everything's fine and rosy. But like when, um, when I'm interacting with our, our compliance employee, you know, we're, 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 we're real stressed out and, you know, we know how serious things are. It was a Friday. And so like, you don't want to get suspended on a weekend because there's a chance you won't get any answer until Monday. And we were accepted. Our plan was accepted and it was a new thing. We had never been dinged on restricted products before. Even our account manager, we have a marketplace growth account manager that we pay for. He said that we didn't, we did not have to worry about this type, but you know, he's just an opinion. Turns out seller performance has their own um, strict, you know, things that they're looking for. So three things that I would give as advice for writing a plan of action is to just think of things through bullet points. Amazon wants to see bullet points of like, hey, here's what went wrong and why it went wrong. And then like three or four bullet points of here's what we're doing about this. So you never see this problem again. That's kind of the idea is you want to like really thoroughly make them feel like this is just not going to happen and get specific, you know, even with dates. So we put one together for these restricted products saying like, hey, we have 10 employees that are involved in listing creation. Next Wednesday, we're going to bring them all in and we're going to talk about every single type of restricted product and how we could stop listing these products. Um, or uh, just, you know, from uh, CBD oil right now is huge. Don't even touch that unless you really know what you're doing. Um, there's a lot of things that kind of trigger like the firearm and weapons. Like if it has uh, certain words, you know, switchblades, nunchucks, if, if they're usually, if this weapon is illegal in one or two States, usually Amazon just says like, nope. Um, a lot of health products can uh, be restricted. Like, uh, just gotta be careful with what words you're using, you know, hydrogen peroxide or, or you're making uh, certain claims to cancer curing, or even if someone else edits your listing to say, uh, that like this cures cancer that, um, will mark it as a restricted, you know, Amazon will come in and, and hit your hand. So, um, we gave very, that was kind of a tangent just to tell you that like, we gave very specifics of like what we are going to do and we're following through on that. You know, we are, like I gave a date for a meeting with, that we're going to have with our employees and we're having that meeting on Wednesday. I told everyone, here's what we're doing. And, um, then ask yourself, finally, uh, say your, your POA gets rejected. Assume, you know, you submit one, it gets rejected. Why? Why did that get rejected? And then if, when it gets rejected, what are you going to do then? I have found as I've seen maybe, you know, four or five plan of action POAs uh, rejected that there are more steps you can do. There's, there's actually always more you can do. Maybe someone in your organization feels like, ah, we've done everything. There's nothing else we can do. You're wrong. You can do more. You're just not willing to pay that price sometimes. We've had shipment suspensions and we're like, oh, there's nothing we can do. There's just so many people involved, so many things. Like, no, 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 there's more you can do. You just don't want to. 
you can double check things, you can triple check things, you can write things down on the box, you know, for the weights and the dimensions. You can have, you know, introduce auditing. There's really more you can always do so that, but we don't want to create those processes on ourselves. So if you have a, if you're about to submit a POA, ask yourself, this POA is going to fail. Why did it fail? And see what further answers you have tucked away. All right, right now I'd like to thank the sponsor of the podcast. We have uh, Payability. They are uh, sponsoring me in my endeavors to help the world be better sellers on Amazon. Payability is a, a financial service. They do something really interesting that no one else does. There's, they have zero competition. To my knowledge, I have met with them and they have a really cool setup, a lot of flexibility that they give Amazon sellers. Uh, they give them daily payments of their sales. That's pretty nuts. If you're in a high growth state of your business and if you're going two, three, four, five X growth over a year, having access to money as fast as possible, you know how much it means to you. Well, today they're offering listeners of this show $200 for signing up. If you um, go to this URL that I, I'll have it in the show notes, but it is go.payability.com slash number one seller. So go there. If you're in a situation where you feel like you're in a high growth mode, you get $200 just for signing up. And um, yeah, so appreciate the sponsor a lot. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll wrap up and I'll just say a few last nuggets that I might have said along the way and explain a little bit more about them. So Marketplace Growth is this uh, program where you um, pay anywhere from one to $5,000 a month to get access to an account manager within inside Amazon. They are very helpful and instrumental in getting us um, getting out of suspension. And they've introduced a program that I believe is available for all marketplace growth sellers that before you get suspended, they give you a notice and up to 24 hours to respond. That's what we got last Friday. We, we learned about this um, program where they don't immediately suspend us the moment they see a violation. And, you know, it gave us some time to respond. And, and fortunately, we were successful. So we were down for zero hours. That was huge. That We, we ended up paying uh, actually $5,000 a month for this. This is a... Uh, in a lot of ways, it's just uh, an insurance um, that when it does happen, we can get back up as fast as possible and someone to help us uh, interpret what's going on. So we still pay that and happily do because it reduces our risk. Um, you, someone that is at, at the cutting edge of compliance and seller performance is uh, Ed Rosenberg. Uh, his group is called ASGTG. He keeps very frequent updates of what Amazon, what's going on in the compliance field, even offers some other services. But I, you should be aware of him if, if this is something that is, uh, uh, you know, you want to you keep on the cutting edge with. You know, this is probably the most serious podcast I'll take. I hopefully everything else is a little bit more uh, sun and roses. But like the end of the day, just like don't ride the line. You're not in control. You 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 give up a little bit of control by gaining access to Amazon's customers and their platform. That's the that's the trade off that you're giving. You get access to 100 million um, customers in the United States with their credit cards ready to roll, and they give you that. But they also will take. So if you uh, like this podcast and 
you want to keep hearing more, I enjoy talking about Amazon. I do it all day. So make sure you give a five-star review and hit that subscribe button. And then we become better friends, you know, just uh, you and me or you and uh, or me and uh, everyone else. One, two, three. Yeah.